Come on. The strong, the powerful Ed Vincent has returned to lifeblood. Welcome back, Ed. Hey, George. How are you doing? Good um, to be back. Doing great. Ed is a tech founder, an advisor, a data and growth expert, and the founder and CEO of Festival Pass. They are the world's first festival and live events subscription marketplace, providing access to thousands of experiences around the globe. Ed, refresh our memories. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. I think the last time I, on, uh, I was on, I may have been living in New York City. Uh, I was there over 23 years and uh, moved to Austin, Texas a little over a year ago. Uh, brought the business here. It, it's a perfect place for technology and live events. Um, have three kids. A couple of them are here. One of them's still back in New York, finishing high school. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's, it's all good. Loving, loving Austin, Texas. Nice. Well, congratulations on the move. 23 years in New York. That's a long time. Yeah, all downtown. Wow. Well, that's an adjustment. Yeah, it's, uh, but Austin's great. It's a, It's got a city and it has a little bit of nature around it. All right. Beautiful. So we did have this conversation uh, right, you know, I guess the beginning of, of the pandemic, I think May of 2020. And it was a unique time to be literally launching festival pass at that time so just catch us up what's uh what what's uh new in your world yeah well there's there's always a silver lining to anything and i'm sure you may have heard a few pandemic stories about it <clears throat> of course it's difficult to launch a live events business in the world of uh nobody going to live events and i think <laughs> at that time everybody felt it was only a couple more months only a couple more months um but in the what was a positive out of it is we we're lucky enough to have some good investors early on um we were able to keep our core team and just build uh technology and and really uh focus on the strategy for what's on the other side and I know a lot of people had talked about, you know, early on, you know, are, are you only pivoting to streaming? Um, you know, what, how else are live events ever going to come back? And I've always been very um, uh, steadfast in, in our opinion that, you know, people need to connect. We will be, we will be returning to the world of live events. Uh, and, uh, and we focused and we kept our, kept our heads down and kept pushing forward. And all of a sudden at the, you know, much of this summer, there's a lot of glimmer of hope. And uh, especially in places like Texas and Florida and others, live events started to come back. And, you know, and since, since then, I've been to, uh, you know, ACL with 50,000 people to Formula One just last week with well over 50,000 people to, um, you know, small venues uh, having concerts to football stadiums opening up, et cetera. So live events are back. Uh, and I think 2022 is going to be an incredible year. Um, you know, when we look at our business and we sit here and we say the fundamentals for a business we're in have never been this good. Um, you know, we all suspect the U.S. economy will be good, whatever that means, for the next, call it, 18 months, two years. We all realize that consumers have about $2 trillion in spending sitting in their pockets ready to be spent because of things they didn't spend on during the pandemic. Uh, and live events uh, already has a, a pent up demand, double and triple the size it was in 2019. So uh, I'm, I'm happy we're sitting where we're sitting because there's, you know, there's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity to grow a business when the fundamentals are all on your side. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So 
when you were making the decision about how are we going to react to this, how are we going to be moving forward, have a conversation with the investors, and you say, okay, we have decisions that we can make here. We can focus on just doing virtual events and put a lot of time and resources in, and or we can focus on improving our technology and improving our offering with the idea in mind that we're going to get back to live events? Yeah, so, so more the latter, right? So, um, you know, we... we have always had the opinion that sure streaming will be part of the future. And I think what's happened is there are a lot of cool ways streaming will, will be a part of the future. Um, but yes, I, you know, there are so many things going on and so many people pivoting towards something like that. Um, and it's good. It's a good thing. Um, you know, what happens in peaks of uh, circumstance, if you want to call it that in life, um, things move in one direction and then, you know, on the other side, it becomes a regular part of life. Um, you know, so in in the world of everybody doesn't want to do yet another Zoom meeting when they want, want to watch a concert or a sporting event, um, the the acts the act of the investment that went into streaming will support live events going forward. There'll be revenue share for small venues. There'll be revenue share for artists. All of that never really existed before. Streaming was all about you know somebody spending money to build the big production and it was more it was more just a distribution of tv than it was actually streaming a live event yeah that's interesting hadn't really considered that right it's a whole new revenue source potentially for for small venues to stream to people that maybe wouldn't be able to make it there but can still see their favorite artist or whoever it might be so i think that that's pretty cool so what how 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 do you feel like you're positioned for these next 18 months where they have these trillions of dollars which are going to be deployed how is what why is festival pass well positioned yeah so so many reasons right so one is um the pent-up demand and the lack of discretionary spending on entertainment and travel that's been kind of the biggest place people are have been saving money over the last 18 months um in addition um, the pent-up demand is, is just big, right? So uh, every artist or sports team that hadn't played it for a year to, a, to, a, to an audience or uh, Broadway theater, which is finally back, or a touring Broadway theater, which is you know starting to go throughout the country. All of these actors, actresses, people, productions been doing you know not nothing. They've been sitting, wanting to perform for 18 months. So the moment they can, guess what? They are. Um, so artists that have been sitting writing songs for 18 months are dying to go perform them in front of an audience. So so as I was mentioning in 2022, some of the big you know call it concert producers or others uh, ha- already have on the books twice as many events as they did in 2019. And consumers are dying to get out and go see it. So the the reality is, is those fundamentals are, are just great for what we're doing because, you know, it means the market is growing. And then when the market grows, it gives opportunity for us to deliver the product to the consumer in a different way. And that's been our mission from day one is, you know, in the world of live events and ticketing, it's been done pretty much the same way for decades, Trans- purely transactional, high ticketing fees, um, no community. People didn't really care where they got their ticket from. They just wanted to go. Um, so what we're changing is uh, you know, a way for people to connect, have community, have a social frictionless way to be part of something, to become a member of something, um, you know, identify with other individuals that have passion points, and by the way, get to go to over, we have over 80,000 live events on the platform today that they can go to, you know, with uh, no ticketing fees, 
um, and because they're willing to subscribe and commit to to getting their tickets through us, they'll never they'll always get it less than they will, will anywhere else. Nice. That, that's that's awesome. All right. So uh, I'm I'm super curious how long it took you to identify eighty thousand live events. Well, as you can imagine, it's it's not uh, doing sing one-off deals with each event. <laughs> right. So we we have a lot of ways we go about that. Um, some are the aggregation of tickets through primary ticketing companies. Some are the aggregation through um, groups of venue owners. Others are the aggregation of some some stuff in the secondary market. Um, so what's what's interesting is you know. The secondary market for years has kind of always got a little bit of a bad rap. They're like, hey, you know, I know the broker or individual that bought a ticket. Now they want to sell it. And they're selling it for three times the amount it really originally was sold for. That's that, a lot of that's changing. And the reason why a lot of that's changing is a lot of the primary ticketing companies are working with the artists and the secondary markets in order to find a way where it's not about, you know, acquire a ticket for 100 and sell it for 500 it's more about just helping uh price things in a supply and demand dynamic way so the the one negative of, of the secondary market traditionally and i won't name them but you probably know some of the big players out there that are multi-billion dollar secondary market ticketing companies is they often charge very very large fees um you know one charges almost 65 percent uh on top of what they acquire it for um you know, every time they sell a ticket to somebody. And that's tough. Like the consumers don't like thinking they're paying 100 for a ticket and then paying 150 by the time they check out. So we're trying to bring transparency back to that, letting the consumers know they'll never pay a ticketing fee with us. And we'll always find a way to give margin back to the consumer. So even if one of the tickets that are acquired um, by one of our members through Festival Pass happens to be sourced from a secondary market seller, um, they'll always pay less than they would anywhere else. Um, you know, we have, on a high level, our model is quite simple. It's, we'll give margin back to the consumer. They win, they get it for less. Um, and all they're doing is committing to subscription revenue or recurring revenue for us. So for us, we might have a slightly lower margin business, but we have more uh, recurring known revenue. So our multiple is higher. So enterprise value for us is good. Uh, discount or less less cost for the consumer is good. Uh, so everybody wins. Nice. All right. So I'm somebody who's listening and I'm into concerts or live events. I'm interested in starting to go to them. Let's just assume that I want to start doing that in 2022. And I hear you say, well, as long as me, the consumer, is willing to pay a annual subscription or a monthly subscription fee, every event that I go to, I will save money on. Correct. Nice. Well, that's pretty compelling. Um, so, how does it actually work? Yeah, so um, you can choose. You can sign up for free, just so you can start exploring the site, looking at the um, looking at the events we have. Um, but you can sign up for as little as nineteen dollars a month, or up to ninety nine dollars a month. And at nineteen dollars, you get a certain amount of credits. At ninety nine dollars a month, you get uh, more credits. So, for example, at ninety nine dollars a month, you get ninety credits a month. Um, so, so if you do the math, you're paying about a dollar ten per credit. If you're signing up for nineteen dollars a month, uh, you're paying about a dollar twenty-seven a credit. So the idea is, the more the more you're willing to commit to on a monthly basis, the cheaper per credit price it is. Therefore, you're going to go to events even cheaper. Um, so, 
what happens is you get your 90 credits and you go to the site and you might find a local band at a local venue and that might be 10 credits or you might want to go to a professional football game and that might be 80 credits or you know there's big festivals that might be a couple hundred credits because you know they're traditionally three four hundred dollars um but you're able to use the credits any way you want you're able to gamify it because you might say well hey i got my 90 credits but I'm going to look for those events that might not have as big demand and I can go to 10 events this month, you know, or you can go to one big event. It's really your choice. And those credits roll over. They never go away. And the one thing I always say to people is um, we also have a, a discount of hotel rooms on the site. So we have over 600,000 hotel rooms that people can, um, you know, just acquire a hotel room night like they would on hotels.com or anywhere else. And they'll always pay less on our, on our uh, platform. And they can use their credits to redeem to get those hotel rooms. So the thing I always say to people is even if you don't know if you're going to go to five events this month or not, if you sign up either for an annual plan or a monthly plan, it's like a savings account, right? You're just putting money towards the product. You're acquiring credits. And when you want to use them, you can use them. They won't go away. They'll roll over. Um, and you're effectively guaranteeing you're going to get tickets and hotel rooms at a much cheaper rate. Nice. Makes sense. So how does community come into it? Oh, there's a lot of fun stuff we're building. So um, so in general, um, being a member of Festival Pass has certain benefits. Um, we uh, have a whole... We're, there's a lot of stuff that is kind of in dev that is complete but not released yet that will through you know a classic uh, dev lifecycle uh, release. But um, you know the ability for individuals who are members um, to connect their social accounts, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or some of their friends and contacts, and um, connect within the platform. So for example, I might see. Uh, Pick a pick a band. Uh, I might see uh, Bruce Billy Springsteen. Joel. Bruce Billy Springsteen, Joel. exactly. You must be a, you must be a Jersey guy. For sure. uh, um, so I might see Bruce Springsteen on the platform, who's playing at Madison Square Garden. And when I go to that event page, once I'm full, you know connected, connected to my friends, I'll be like, oh, these ten other people that I know are already going to this event. I already see the little profile face. I know they're going. So that's one ability to connect. Others are badges, right? So. Um, we have this concept called badges that we're rolling out that uh, it's a kind of a bad word. I just, we used internally, but the word badges because of like gamification stuff uh, that people are used to in video games. But for example, I might, I, Bruce Springsteen might have a badge on our platform and I might decide that, Hey, I'm a, I'm a crazy Bruce Springsteen fan. And for an extra five bucks a month, I'm going to buy the Bruce Springsteen badge. And what that means is I get cool things. Like one, I'm part of a community of others that love Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I may get access to tickets first when he releases tickets. I may, uh, you know, I'm just using him as an example, but I may sure. get, he might jump on a, you know, once a month Zoom call and talk to all of, uh, all the people within the community, almost a little bit like a subscription fan club within the community. Um, and that, that's one piece. And it really goes on. A lot of the affinity groups, you might be an alumni from University of Texas, and you might choose to have the UT badge. And therefore, you might gather at a, a tailgate party before going to the game. So there's a lot of interconnected community that happens. And you know, we also have some some future desires to use that badge system to uh, mint some NFTs related to the artists or, or the sports figures. Um, so there's a lot of interesting, fun things going on. 
Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I wanted to ask you about the NFTs and, I mean, talk about a brave new world, but made almost perfectly for artists and live experiences and on offline experiences and virtual experiences. How do you think about that and try to evaluate what you should pursue? Sure. So, so I think you answered a little bit of it is we've always tried to figure out what is the best approach to engage in the blockchain and or crypto environment within something that makes sense for our for our company. Um, and, you know, we've talked about tokenization of our credits. We've talked about, um, you know, doing, you know, different uh, even ICO or releases from a personal financing perspective, we will likely, uh, we did a little bit of crowdfunding just to get our members engaged and be able to be part of the platform. We talked about the ability to, to allow that. We likely will accept in the near future, in the next few months, I'd say, three to six months, accept Bitcoin Dodge uh, for people's subscription, just so um, those who want to use that kind of currency can. Um, but I think after a lot of that discussion, I think NFTs really fit in the world that we're living, right? Because we're building this um, platform with artist relations in mind, with uh, sports figures, with um, chefs, winemakers, uh, you know, anybody that has some kind of entertainment celebrity status uh, who may have an audience, who may want to share some ownership in something they're doing with their audience. And I do think NFTs are a really cool way to do that. And uh, it could it could have a double a double value, right? NFTs can not only have future transactional uh, upside uh, from the actual custody and ownership of the NFT, but used uh, within our platform, that NFT might also come with certain benefits. Exciting. Are you fascinated by all this, or you're 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 a data and growth expert? Is it is is this new tech just fascinating, or is it how 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 do you think about it in general? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I've, I've been kind of following the blockchain space um, for a while. I've always felt the blockchain technology itself would be far bigger than the concept of crypto. Um, and, and, and I still believe that. Um, but what I find interesting is there's, you know, everybody talks about DeFi or, uh, you know, the, the, there's even now play to win in gaming that is almost like a, an extension of DeFi in, in gaming. So it's almost like gamify, um, but not the traditional gamify we talk about. So, so the point is I'm very fascinated by where it can go. Um, and I love that there's other financial instruments that can be created that aren't solely a coin, that actually have some other kind of, um, you know, uh, aspect related to culture and arts and entertainment to it. Love it. Exciting times, Ed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you came back on, uh, and I'm excited for just to be able to, 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 to get outside and get to concerts and live events personally, and I know that a lot of other people are as well, and I'm excited to see what the future holds for you and Festival Pass. So appreciate it. Uh, how, how can people connect with you? Give us the website and how the best ways to, 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 to get in touch. Absolutely. So uh, the website itself is, is the best, festivalpass.com. Go sign up, get a free account, uh, even if you're not ready to engage, uh, see what we got. Um, if, if you are ready to engage, join a, join a program, you're always going to be saving. Um, all of our social accounts, um, we're on Instagram, uh, it's festival underscore pass, Facebook, 
we've begun to engage on TikTok, but I think it needs a little more work. So <laughs> if you want to follow us, be patient. Um, but I think we provide some good content on uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, personally, you know, if it's on the business side, I'm on LinkedIn. Easy to find me, Ed Vincent on LinkedIn. Um, but other than that, we're just uh, excited to move forward and see a lot of future growth in 2022. Look forward to it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Ed your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to festivalpass.com and get involved. At least sign up for the free membership. Check out the site. You can find him on Instagram and Facebook, eventually TikTok, and uh, you can find Ed on LinkedIn as well. Thanks again, Ed. Awesome. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.